Welcome back to These Are The Words. I'm Eric Boone, and we're going to continue with this beautiful book, The Life and Teachings of Elder Thaddeus. And I think, I don't remember, quite remember where I left off, but I'm just going to pick it up right from here. So I'm sorry if uh, you guys are hearing twice, <laughs> uh, twice as much of the same thing. But it's a good book, so and I I love I enjoy reading it. So let's see here. We'll put on that uh, some chanting here. Let's see. Let's see here, look. Okay. Okay. Alright, during his two-month stay at Helandar, Father Thaddeus was granted a miraculous visitation by the Most Holy Theotokos. I did not feel well in Helandar. I thought I was having heart problems. <clears throat> I had a dream. We Athenites were going to get a blessing from the Most Holy Mother of God, the Abbess of Helandar. The brethren all came up to her, one by one, to kiss her hand. As I came up to her, I asked her to pray to her son, our God, to forgive all the sins I had committed in my life. Then I waited for her to speak. It is nothing, she said. Your nerves are very worn out. After two months at Helandar, the Brotherhood informed Hiramonk Thaddeus that he had to leave Mount Athos because his visa had expired. Although he had most ardently desired to remain in Helandar, it was not to be. He later said that all this had happened because his visit to Helandar had been a product of his own will and not the will of God, which had been clearly revealed to him during the angelic visitation in the Petrovac prison in 1943. There are many in the world whom you must comfort and encourage. This was something, as he himself said, he often forgot. Thus God guided him back to Serbia to fulfill his obedience as a guide to salvation for the heavy-laden and needy souls of his fellow men. Upon his return from Helandar, he served in the, in the Bistrik parish, <clears throat> and later as abbot of the Tumane monastery. 
1962, <clears throat> he asked to be moved from Tumain to Vitovnica. He became, a, he became abbot of Vitovnica and served the parish of Vlaski Dol for 10 years. Once, when he was under much pressure from an onslaught of thoughts, he rushed to the monastery, where he gave his confession before one of the younger hero monks. After this, he was made worthy of another heavenly vision. Upon waking up in his cell with a feeling of complete inner peace and spiritual renewal, in his mind he heard a heavenly voice saying, This is how you must ease all tension. Do not take upon yourself the worries of this world too much, but guard your peace and live with God. God also granted him a miraculous vision on another occasion, when after an exhausting spiritual battle, he found himself in a very bad state. Of this, Father Thaddeus says, The Savior spoke to me and told me to fall down before his most holy mother, the, protect the protectress of monastics. As a monastic who had longed for a life of silence and reflection from his youth, Father Thaddeus never desired the position of abbot. Of this he said, The duty of abbot was always very hard for me because I had to concentrate on material things and the relationships among the brotherhood and the people. This is where I kept losing the gift of grace that I had been given as a novice. This generated all kinds of new difficulties in my spiritual life and damaged my physical health. For a while, Father Thaddeus took the advice of doctors and went on medication, which did not help him at all because the elder's illness came as a result of his spiritual warfare. For he was not wrestling against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Ephesians 6, chapter 6, verse 12. There were many instances during his service at the monastery when he begged to be released from his obedience as, as abbot, not only because he was unable to endure the severe trials of this duty, but because his whole being longed after a, a life of silence, vigilance, and pure prayer. However, by God's will, he was always sent back to his flock and his duties as abbot. This wrestling with God lasted for many years. If we ourselves do not learn humility, God will not stop humbling us, were words that Father Thaddeus often repeated during the last years of his earthly life when he recounted how he had tried to avoid his obediences and the cross that he had been given by the Lord. Or as the old Byzantine saying goes, If it is the king that is persecuting you, run. If it is God who is persecuting you, sit down. And persecute him he did. Gently guiding the Christ-loving monk across the, the map of Serbia, revealed to him in the angelic vision in 1943, in order to bring him to perfection and extreme humility in serving all people. In 1972, Father Thaddeus was first sent into retirement and then installed as abbot of the Bokajnika Monastery. In these spiritually difficult years, Father Thaddeus was again made worthy of a miraculous vision. 
a gentle warning from God. When they sent me to Pokajnica to serve as abbot, I was afraid of the problems that the local people posed. It was then that the Lord himself came to me in a dream and warned me. Suddenly I found myself face to face with him. He was wearing an epitrachelion. An epitrachelion. I don't know what that is. <laughs> an an amophorian, an amophorian, an amophorian over his shoulders. I've never heard of that. And another epitrachelion over it. <laughs> Greek is an amazing language. Okay. I stood gazing at him as he said, Why do you fight the good fight when you have no obedience? Whenever you were assigned to serve at a certain place as abbot, you complained about it, asking to be excused. You must not do so anymore. Know that you must carry out every obedience with much love, earnestly and with zeal, without paying any attention to the envy and malice around you. Then he made the sign of the cross over me three times, took off his epitrachelion and put it over my head, saying, This is the cross that you must bear. This cross was the cross of blessed eldership, eldership, and the spiritual guidance of many hungry and thirsty souls. And they have a photograph of Bokashnika Monastery, very beautiful. Very humble and beautiful. Very uh, humble, humble um, construction, but very beautiful. Through the words of the Holy Fathers, until the year 1975, I was very withdrawn. I never went anywhere. The company of men did not appeal to me in the least partly because of my health, partly because of my nature, said Father Thaddeus. However, at the repeated pleas of Brother Draghi, or Brother Dragai, <coughs> I dev a devoted missionary, Brother, Brother Dragai, a devoted missionary, with the blessing of his bishop and driven by love for the church and her faithful, Father Thaddeus began attending spiritual talks and lectures in Krunjevo. Krunjevo. That is where I first met Bishop Athanasius. 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 Yevtich, who was at that time a hero monk and a professor at the School of Theology. My head was full of the sayings of the Holy Fathers. People would ask me one thing then another, and I would answer them. They seemed to like what they heard from me. I met many pious lay people who found the answers to all their burning questions in the sayings of the Holy Fathers. Since then, people began to come to me more and more often. 
Now they come to me all the time. Obeying the voice of the church, Father Thaddeus began a, a new ascetic labor of tireless and self-crucifying service as a spiritual father to many, which was to last until he departed this life. I had to talk a lot, and because of this my throat began to give out. I became chronically inflamed, and it is not completely healthy after all these years. These are times when I barely have enough strength in my voice to serve the Holy Liturgy. In 1978, Father Thaddeus told, told G, uh, told G, period, one of his spiritual daughters uh, of another vision he had seen in a dream. <clears throat> I had barely fallen asleep when I dreamt that I had died. Two young men led me into a room and had me stand on some sort of platform between them. To my right were the judges. Someone in the far left corner of the room was reading the charges against me. That's him! That's the one who cannot get along with anyone. I stood there dumbfounded. <laughs> the voice repeated the same accusation two more times. Then the young man standing on my right said to me, Do not be afraid. It is not true that you cannot get along with anyone. You just cannot get along with yourself. At that moment, the words of St. Isaac the Syrian that Father Thaddeus had repeated countless times to make to himself and to his spiritual children became his sole path to salvation. Make peace with yourself, and both heaven and earth will make peace with you. When we pray for someone, we take upon ourselves his suffering. After serving as superior of the Pokajnica Monastery, Father Thaddeus was again sent to Tumain as abbot, and in 1981 he returned to Vitovnica. Beginning in the early 80s, first rivulets, then streams, and finally rivers of pilgrims and penitents who longed for healing and comfort from God flowed to Father Thaddeus from all parts of Serbia, but especially from Belgrade. They came in buses, walked, or drove. A spring of clean water attracts the unclean and the thirsty, who hasten to bathe themselves in it and drink from it. Talks, lessons, spiritual advice, and prayers, all this lasted for hours, far into the night and often into the early hours of morning. Confessions flowed into liturgy and vigils into late-night discourses. Elder Thaddeus welcomed each pilgrim with the same infinite love and attentiveness. He received pilgrims in the small monastery kitchen when the weather was cold, or in the churchyard in front of the entrance to the church of the dorm Dormition of the holy, Most Holy Theotokos. In the shade of the grapevine, they, they come to tell me their woes. Sometimes we exchange ideas. Many feel better afterwards. As for me, I talk and talk every day, even in my lungs. Even if my lungs were made out of steel, I'm sure they would collapse. All this pain and sorrow takes its toll on you. They ask me all sorts of things, but I don't, I don't know how to answer. I'm not one for communicating with people. I didn't feel old age creeping on me until last year. Now I've lost my strength. I can't talk for long. How the endless rivers of people, that's the way it ha 
now the endless rivers of people, that's the way it has to be, I suppose. <clears throat> However, in the past two months, I have been in a lot of spiritual anguish. I have never experienced so much anguish before, not even in the war. I suppose I must taste of this as well. The Vitovnika Church of the Dormition of the Most Holy Theotokos. This is a photograph of this place. One pilgrim in her reminiscences of a visit to Father Thaddeus has written a vivid description of her arrival at the monastery and her meeting with the elder. As we neared the monastery, we paused briefly before the gates. We listened to the silence and take it and take in the stillness. There is not so much as a movement of a shadow, nor a breeze. We pass the first monastery buildings and slowly walk uphill. The narrow path takes us right up to the church of the Dormition of the Most Holy Theotokos. To the left of the church there is one building and to the right there are two. A huge cross erected on a nearby rock dominates the scene. One feels an urge to fall down before it in prayer. History tells us that a mine once stood, stood here, near the village, and that it was destroyed by a flood. Later, a group of monks came to live and struggle in the caves that the receding water had left in the rocky hills. The church was built by the Serbian king. Oh, excuse me. The church was built by the Serbian king Milut Milut Milutin, Milutin, and is first mentioned in 1552. The frescoes in the church were painted in 1856, around the time when Djuro. Jakšić wrote the Jakšić wrote the pilgrimage to Gornjak Gornjak During the restoration of the church in the 19th century a scroll written in Ar Armenian and Slavonic dating from 1218 was built into the northern wall of the church <clears throat> a young man with an embroidered satchel slung over his shoulder has arrived before us. It's all right, Father. I, can't, I can wait. I have plenty of time. We hear him saying as he walks around a wooden table to kiss the hand of an elderly monk, a frail figure with a, lo a long white beard. Father Thaddeus, we greet him and ask for his blessing. His hand is as cool as this December morning and as soft as his voice. We take our places around the wooden table beneath the vine that has long been bared of its leaves by the autumn winds. From where we are sitting, we can see, as on the palm of a hand, the road, the winding Vitovnica River, and the red path that leads to the monastery gates. Father Thaddeus talks in the rhythm of his breathing. At times he slows down. At times he speaks faster. He pauses between sentences and sometimes drops the ending of a word. 
It is clear to us that it is a great effort for him to speak. Father Thaddeus' health began to deteriorate severely from excessive conversation and bearing the burdens of many, often to the point of complete exhaustion. His inner peace was disturbed, for as he would say, when we pray for someone, we take upon ourselves his, offer, his suffering. Many years of inner suffering were needed for him to learn how to ease the heavy burden of thoughts that had accumulated over time with the countless confessions he had heard, which he had taken upon himself in an act of self-sacrifice like the good shepherd that he was. We must learn to ease the burden of thoughts that bears down upon us. As soon as we feel burdened, we must turn to the Lord and give our worries to Him, over to Him, as well as the worries and cares of our loved ones. I always give my problems over to the Lord, as well as the problems of those that come to me. I give them over to the Lord and His mighty and His most holy mother, and they take care of everything. As for me, how, I, how can I help others when I cannot even help myself? In 1992, he had a heart attack, and in 1996, a second. I had two heart attacks, remembers Father Thaddeus, because of talking too much with people. Five years ago, I had a heart attack on the right side. I thought that the end had come, but here I am. I have no strength left in me to talk, but I can serve, I can sing. I should be silent and spend the rest of my days in stillness. But what can, I, what can one do? People keep on coming with all their worries and their afflictions. There was a time when I didn't have high blood pressure. Now when I listen to people's difficulties, these pass on to me. That's why my blood pressure is high. I don't like medication either. But here we are. I'm still alive. Elder Thaddeus's words of instruction to his spiritual children were simple. His face was always radiant and joyful, as his inner peace was reflected in it. We do not need to say anything or do anything, but we feel so good in the presence of a humble and meek person who is full of love and goodness. He does not have to say anything either, yet he radiates warmth, and it is as though we have caught a chill and have come into a warm and pleasant room, and it warms us. You see, that is the meaning of good thoughts, good desires full of love and goodness. Thus spoke the elder about those who possessed a spirit of humility and, and meekness, and in reality it was to him that the faithful flocked to warm the chills of their souls under the rays of the sun of the kingdom of God the rays of peace and joy in the Holy Spirit which the elder radiated. Father Thaddeus showed a patristic, simple, and humble approach to everyday matters, as well as to matters pertaining to the church and her holy mysteries. Love little things, he taught, and strive for that which is modest and simple. When the soul is mature, God will give it inner peace. The Lord watches over us, and He is pleased that you long for His peace. 
until the soul is ready. He will only sometimes allow us to see that He is everywhere and fills all things. At these moments the soul feels such joy. It feels as though it has everything. But then the Lord conceals Himself from us again in order that we might long for Him and seek Him with our hearts. Father Thaddeus was always gentle with the weak and suffering and strict with those who expressed a desire to labor for perfection. However, he was the most strict towards himself. For Elder Thaddeus, everything in the spiritual life was important. Even the least significant problem of an ordinary person was of utmost importance to the Elder, for he knew that it was through that particular problem or affliction that the salvation of the person was being decided. That kind of person was most important for Father Thaddeus, for as the gospel witnesses, ordinary men are most important to God. And there's a photograph of Father Thaddeus. Elder Thaddeus. He kind of looks like, uh, <laughs> in my opinion, he looks like an old kind of, uh, you know, like a Chinese Taoist monk or something like that. <laughs> uh, uh, but he's not Chinese, but uh, he reminds me of that kind of look. Anyway, Father Thaddeus tirelessly taught all the Christian men and women who came to him at Vitovnica, the truth of the centuries-old experience of the church. So easily forgotten and ignored in our day and age that man is a creature of energy and thought, a being of noetic energies. He taught that most of the thoughts which torment us from the inside are not ours at all, but come from the demons that every one of us has the God-given power and freedom to refuse such thoughts, and that our lives depend on the quality of the thoughts we nurture in our minds and hearts. All things here on this earth, Father, said Father Thaddeus, all that is good and also all that is not, everything comes from our thoughts. Our thoughts determine our whole life. If our thoughts are destructive, we will have no peace. If they are quiet, meek, and simple, our life will be the same, and we will have peace within us. It will radiate from us and influence all beings around us, rational beings, animals, and even plants. Such is our thought apparatus, which emits thoughts with which we influence all other beings. And everyone expects peace, consolation, love, and respect from us. Not I, but the Lord. The people flock to him with their afflictions, pain and doubts, and the elder answered their questions, not by myself and with his own reasoning, but by what God himself told him. Not by himself and with his own reasoning, but by what God himself told him. People come to me with a question they haven't even formulated. And God, of course, knows what their needs are. God, not I. They think I read their thoughts. It is God who answers them, not I. 
Many of Father Thaddeus's spiritual children benefited from the elders' clairvoyance. A Serbian abbot related some incidents that revealed the elders' gift of insight. This abbot said that when he first became superior of his monastery, it was very difficult for him. <clears throat> he had to deal with many problems and fulfill many responsibilities, and he longed to get away from these in order to live a life of undisturbed prayer. He formed a plan to secretly go to Mount Athos, find a remote cell in which to live in silence and prayer, and go under a different name so that people would not, would not know who he was. His desire was to stay for the rest of his life on the holy mountain. He told no one about his plan, but formed the firm intention in his mind to carry it out. Then Father Thaddeus visited his monastery. With the monastery fathers and brothers assembled, the abbot asked Father Thaddeus to speak to everyone about prayer. Father Thaddeus then turned to the abbot and looking him directly in the eye said, When I was a young abbot, I was very disobedient. I formed the desire to leave my responsibilities in Serbia and to live for the rest of my life as a monk on Mount Athos. The abbot then told Father Thaddeus, that he did not want him to talk on that subject, but instead to tell the assembled brethren about prayer. But Father Thaddeus still looked at the abbot, only repeated what he had said earlier. When I was a young abbot, I was very disobedient. The abbot then had no doubt that Father Thaddeus had been given by God to know his secret intention, and that he was giving him direct and personal counsel to abandon this intention and continue carrying out the responsibilities that had been entrusted to him. <laughs> Elder Thaddeus speaking with pilgrims. What a beautiful sight. At a later time, the same abbot had become very discouraged because many guests were coming to the monastery and, st and were starting to infiltrate the monastic life. I started to complain to God, he recalls, asking him if there was ever in history a monastery like ours in which lay people played a greater role in, mon in monastery life than the brothers. <laughs> Soon after, Father Thaddeus visited the monastery, and he sat in a room with local people, the monks and a bishop. The bishop asked Father Thaddeus to tell us about Mirskovo Monastery and about the saints that were there. Father Thaddeus replied that there were some saints there, and then, looking at me, said, But not only saints, there were also other people there. <laughs> <laughs> oh God oh wow I feel him I feel him and he related a story about how a drunken monk had to be retrieved from the city in a wheelbarrow he went on to relate many other stories that made me realize that our monastery was undergoing much smaller temptations than Milchkovo the abbot understood that Father Thaddeus 
had again been informed by God of his secret thought and had again offered him a direct word of counsel so that he would continue bearing his cross as abbot. There were also those who approached him in an unhealthy, idolatrous manner, some out of ignorance, others because of their emotional ties to him, and a few with evil intentions. The elder opposed this strongly, and sometimes because of events brought about by certain people who posed as his spiritual children, quote-unquote, he suffered a lot. One must always love God first, he taught. One's relatives and fellow man and fellow men come only second after God. We must never be idols to one another, for such is the will of God. However, even the Athenite and Optina, Optina elders were subject to this kind of temptation, because people are always prone to worshiping created matter rather than the Creator Himself. Defending the truth of God given the, the, defending the truth of God-given spiritual fatherhood, Elder Thaddeus said, A peaceful mind lent modesty to our white-haired and divinely wise holy elders. They never permitted people to address them as though they were idols or deities. That is the huge difference between the real elders of yesteryear and the new self-made psychics of today. There were also people who came to Vitovnica with impure intentions. As a rule, they left Vitovnica in the same state of emptiness in which they had come. Elder Thaddeus remembered one such person. Once a rider from Belgrade came to see me. He paid for a taxi to bring him here all the way from Belgrade. He wanted me to tell him whether his novels would sell well. I told him I was no psychic. In the, in the end, the writer left, saying that he had made a mistake in coming to see me. You see, he came for strictly materialistic reasons, to learn whether his books would bring him fame and material wealth. If anyone came to him expecting an instant miracle from a conversation with him, Father Thaddeus would tell him with the gentleness of a mother, You come to me with your problems. I have many problems too, and the Lord comforts us all. I tell you my troubles, you tell me yours, and everything will be well afterwards. The Lord will have comforted us. One of Father Thaddeus's many spiritual children related the elders' method of teaching the faithful. Usually when I asked Father Thaddeus a question, he would give me a brief answer and then say, such and such Holy Father has written a lot about this. Shall I go and fetch the book so we can go over it together? I would always agree eagerly, and he would leave <laughs> and he would leaf through the book and find the appropriate passages and read them out loud, stopping at times to add his own comments. I have never met anyone who was so familiar with patristic literature as was Father Thaddeus. Okay, I'll leave it at that. I'll leave it there, and I'll pick up another at the, at the next page, the next episode, God willing, 
Thank you so much for listening, and God bless you. And I hope this book, uh, reading of this book, blesses you abundantly, even more than I can imagine. Christos Rajdav.